Hey, 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 welcome to the Pastor Duke podcast. Thank you for tuning me in today. I confess to you, I am in Sarasota, Florida, and wrote this text sitting under a palm tree next to a beautiful swimming pool. I hope it is a blessing to you. I call our thoughts today Antichrist and Agriculture. What's agriculture got to do with end time scenario? Everything, as you will see. You see, seeing outside the matrix is important. God chose to teach us about our spiritual enemy and his matrix of thinking. We are not ignorant of his devices. We know he is the father of all lies and a murderer from the beginning. We know he was kicked out of heaven for sinful rebellion. He tried to be God. He led one-third of the angels in rebellion with him, and we know hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. We know he was permitted to be here on earth for a reason. God always has a reason, and the reason simply is to test men's hearts as Satan tested angels' hearts. Likewise, he tests our hearts to see if our love for God is legitimate or not. God is using him. We know Satan blinds the minds of those who receive not the gospel of Christ. It is his intentions to bring their souls to hell, kind of like misery loves company, kind of like if I'm going to hell, I want y'all to go to hell. That's on the personal level to bring people under damnation. But he's got far greater plans than just sending people to hell. He wants to sit on the throne of planet Earth and claim to be God. And the Bible tells us in the final days, God will allow the Roman Empire to revive out of that Western political complex arises the infamous antichrist who could sit on the throne in probably nearly any city in the world especially the western world that he chooses but he chooses jerusalem ha 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 no surprise at all to add insult to injury so from his throne in jerusalem he's going to sit in the temple of god showing himself that he is god Be not deceived in the time of the end and when Satan indwells this world dictator we call the Antichrist. We know now that Satan is the prince and power of the air. We know that he's prince of this world. He has control of what I'm calling the evil matrix. Through the word of God and through the Holy Spirit, those of us who follow Jesus are no longer just looker-atters. Through the scriptures, we are seer-throughers. He gave us the end from the beginning so we would not be shaken by what we are watching happening upon the earth. We expect it. We don't like it. It's not comfortable. It doesn't make us happy, but it does not take us by surprise. With the Holy Spirit illumination, we develop a biblical worldview, and we are outside of Satan's evil matrix of mind control. God shows us in Revelation 13 where it all ends. Totalitarianism, a surveillance state, a cashless monetary system, digital cash. It will have not gotten there overnight. From a free society to a total lockdown and controlled populace will have been an incremental process and we're in the midst of the process as we speak and that is what this podcast and a couple more to follow 
will be all about watching how Satan has subtly and relentlessly framed this world's narrative, created, as it were, a matrix, a demonic worldview, a global worldview. We'll see how he has developed and controls the matrix at every level of life. Today we'll look at the matrix of food and agriculture. Next podcast on the matrix of medicine and health. And then last one in my series on the matrix of education and morality. Satan truly is the prince and power of the air. I start this series with the food and agricultural thing because food is a society's baseline. We often say, follow the money, which is huge, but in the end, you can't eat money. People will kill for food even quicker than they'll kill for money. Food supply and money surely go hand in hand, but we focus today on food. Have you noticed the escalating prices of food? Not uh, an accident, not a dink. It's all part of the plan. I'd like to thank my great farmer friend, Wes. I won't call his last name for security reasons. An Ohio farmer who gave me lots of information for this podcast so I can speak with a little bit more authority than just a, a preacher uh, from upstate New York. Uh, but Wes uh, farms over 3,800 acres of uh, crops and over 400 head of Angus high-end cattle, mostly for uh, breeding purposes and not just for meat. And so excited that people uh, take on that res- responsibility of raising food for us. And I grow as much of my own as I can, but we're still highly dependent upon the American farmer and thankful. And Wes is a godly man, an elder in his church. His son-in-law is a preacher friend of mine. And that is just great people. So thanks so much to Wes uh, for helping in the technical side of this podcast. Agriculture is what Adam was doing before the fall in Genesis 3. Agriculture is what he was doing after the fall, only in a way harder conditions. In the curse, weeds entered into the picture And by the sweat of man's brow, man began to fight the weeds. And this battle won't end until Christ's return and the curse is lifted during his 1,000-year reign of Christ. We call the Millennial Kingdom here on planet Earth. This battle has raged for 6,000 recorded years of history with nearly no changes. Let this sink in. With nearly no changes for 6,000 years. Cultivation, hand weeding, and mulching. Fertilizers were manure. Composting and uh, resting the land, which was part of the Levitical law, which Israel never kept. Nothing changed for six millenniums until the latter part of the 20th century and the chemical fertilizers, the chemical herbicides and pesticides. And into the 80s with chemical herbicides, namely Roundup, I'm told is a derivative of Agent Orange from the Vietnam era. Chemical farming was now on. Yields of corn in Ohio went from a good 120 bushels per acre to 180 bushels per acre. That's a 50% increase. 
But for this huge breakthrough to become reality, it required crops to be Roundup resistance, which opened the whole new agricultural world of GMOs, genetically modified organisms, to develop corn, wheat, soybeans, cotton, rice, and so many other more plants now that are genetically modified to resist Roundup which the GMO has grown up from to new levels of genetic modification. Wes tells me that (laughs) uh, there's whole new generations of GMOs that uh, I'm just beginning to learn about from my talk with him, which uh, have good good results with being resistant to other pests, even drought-resistant genetically modified plants. With growing global population, GMO has been seen almost as a save-the-world technology. Satan always, this is huge, this is huge. Let's think again. Satan always gift wraps his deeds in the most humanitarian packages. But now we'll look backstage to the whole GMO movement. I love the little phrase, good and evil run on parallel tracks. And those of you who know me well... (laughs) Good and evil run on parallel tracks and often arrive at the same time. It's one of my favorite sayings. This good is so overtly evident in the 50% increase on agricultural yields. That's the good of the GMO movement. But 50% increase of what? Just exactly what are the GMOs doing to the human uh, consumers, to our health? Wes said he was convinced when Ohio farming led him into all of this in the 80s, along with the rest of the world. Today, uh, he said, I'm not so sure. I was confident they're safe, but now he's not so confident. But the sad thing is, he said, it's too late to turn back now. The world's need for food would never survive a stoppage of GMOs and chemical farming. Now I'm going to bring modern agriculture and the global food supply into a biblical perspective prophetically. Jesus said, Matthew 24, as a sign of his second coming, there shall be famines, earthquakes, and pestilence. Two of these are two of these three are agricultural. Famines, lack of food for a myriad of reasons, and pestilence. There will be a massive food shortage in the final days leading up to the second coming of Christ. Starvation will hit the global populace like never before. But I want to focus on the word pestilence. Agriculturally, pestilence is weeds, insects, plant diseases, and the such. So in the past 50 years, we fought it all with herbicides and pesticides, which ultimately we ingest in the food cycle. The animals that we eat have also eaten of these chemically modified, genetically modified foods, and ultimately we eat those animals. So the toxicity level of our food and water and atmosphere are like nothing our planet has ever seen before. This is the toxic generation. Which leads me to the secondary meaning of Jesus' word here, pestilence. Medically, it means malignancies, cancer. Cancer has now 
basically the new major disease on the block. In the Bible, everybody dreaded leprosy, for which there was no cure, and now we have cancer, of many of which there is no cure. What is causing all the cancer? No doubt, the toxic world we are living in. But just look at the past 40 years in America's health realities. Obesity off the charts. Diabetes off the charts. I suffer from type 2 diabetes myself. I've been battling for nearly 10 years. New autoimmune diseases we never even heard of 40 years ago. Lupus, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and many others my wife could tell me about. And even more sadly, our children suffer from asthma, ear infections, deadly peanut allergies, ADD, and autism is off the charts. I had never even heard of those things when I was a teenager. Many of us suspect that the 73 prescribed and often mandated vaccines our children are expected to have could be a big part of this runaway freight train of health crisis among our children. I think the old rock group Steppenwolf may have said it best. There's a monster on the loose and has our heads into a noose and he stands there watching. Jesus told us what to watch for concerning agricultural, food, and health issues. No generation has ever faced anything like this. There seems to be no end in sight. Just treat the symptoms and hope for the best is kind of how the medical world is facing it. Oh, we're going to get into the medicine side of this next time. But we know uh, the way out for us, it is not going to come from the CDC, from the FDA or the World Health Organization. We know that our way out is the second coming of Jesus Christ to deliver us from his present evil world, Galatians 1.4. I'm zooming back into the ever-changing, so fast, agricultural world, which mostly... Uh, only farmers know about. Prior to the 80s, there were no government safety nets for farmers. Farmers took all the risk and all the losses as drought, storms, winds, floods, blights, frost, and various pestilence constantly battled. So here comes the U.S. Department of Agriculture to the rescue. And, And I think this is a good thing. A farmer's insurance program helping, um, Small family farmers, especially, not to go under and when they're hit by uh, pestilence, that there's a security blanket uh, system behind them so they won't be swallowed up by the mega farm movement, which most of them have been. And all of that helped. I, I think that's good. But there are always strings attached. Government assistance soon became government oversight, which soon became government control. There you go. That is the huge issue when we turn to Bible prophecy, centralization of control on everything. Revelation 13, the Antichrist yields complete control of the global populace. He controls money. He controls food, energy, medicine, and travel. That, my friends, has been in development for a long time. Along with the government oversight, we've seen the switch over to chemical farming from organic farming. I think we're paying the health costs now because of that transition. And like my friend Wes says, it's too late to turn back now. We have 
alongside of all this, the rise of companies like Monsanto and Boyer out of Germany and all their patented GMO seed banks. They've been called, are you ready for this? The World Seed Bank. I know Christian friends who work for Monsanto, and they love God and they love people, but it's just the system. It's the system that uh, which was meant for good ultimately will fall into the hands of the evil one and will be used against the people. Farmers don't have the choices today that they once had when it comes to buying seed. They're caught up into systems uh, with the government and what they can grow and when and how much. And with pollination issues, the science gets pretty complicated. And we've seen a strong centralization of seed control. That's pretty much the baseline of this podcast. Along with what I believe are dangerous GMOs, and hey, I eat as few of them as possible, but the fact is I'm eating more of them from year to year as it's just the world that we're in. I see them as somewhat dangerous. Not something that's going to kill us today, but little by little, incrementally, uh, it's, it's having a really bad effect on our health as I see it. I have so many friends and even family members now that uh, are gluten-free and, uh, and, and, and can't tolerate gluten. And I think most everybody agrees now that has come as a result of uh, genetically modified wheat and other plants. But in addition to all the GMOs, we now live in a world of hybridization. And there is no genetic tampering here with hybridization at all. Hybrids, I believe with all of my heart, are safe for human consumption. But here's the, the big point. Here's the prophetic point. Hybridization seeds are sterile. Their seeds are not viable. Gardeners, unaware, are raising great vegetables but are now dependent upon the government system, the government seed bank. When they plant where, what, exactly what we're growing, who, when, where, how, all of that is becoming government uh, issues. (laughs) Just in the last 25 years, heirloom seeds, the old-fashioned seeds that the are viable and will reproduce seed for next year like we've been doing for nearly 6,000 years of human history. Just in the last 25 years, heirloom seeds are becoming harder and harder to find. The wonderful yielding hybrids are a one-and-done seasonal crop. Back in the day of heirloom seeds, you could harvest your own seed and live off the agricultural grid. Can you see where all this is going? Absolute control of the seed bank will make it nearly impossible to grow your own food. So it's not just government control over the mega farms, but soon to be government control over our very own vegetable gardens in our backyard. And mine is about a half acre to be exact. Seeds will become more precious than gold when famine hits. The social point system that 1.3 billion Chinese inmates live under will be coming to America if globalists get their way. Conservative, biblicist, uh, nationalists like me will score very low on their social agenda. And once their technology in place, they can simply through a computer monitoring system deny me the access to my seed needs. 
<laughs> no one will be able to live long off their surveillance grid. Big Brother is coming soon, and I don't like it, and I'm going to fight against it, but my victory is not in establishing a phenomenal heirloom seed bank to save my soul. No, Jesus is my Savior, not a heirloom seed bank. Big Brother is coming. It's almost here. So the scenario isn't hard to understand. The devil offers something good in exchange for a little bit of freedom, step by step, inch by inch, and it will all land in Revelation 13, a totalitarian state. We can watch it all heading that way. Many of you know I'm a homesteader, and I raise a big part of my own food. And I'm telling you, it ain't easy to be self-reliant. you got to think way down the road concerning your seeds, and you must be ever so careful not to cross-pollinate your plants. I've grown some really weird pumpkin-squash combinations. I don't know what they are. They look great, but they're not so good eating, uh, although their seeds are <laughs> not viable uh, to grow anything good, but they, they do taste good. You can actually eat those things. Most fertilizer, I'm just coming to the realization of this very recently, most fertilizer is made in guess where? Russia. How about that? And costs are now skyrocketing on fertilizers. I kind of knew that was coming about about four bags of 10-10-10 fertilizer last year to be ready for this year. Already have my seed bank set. I'm ready to go, but most people are not. I'm not planning on any bug out cottages in the wilderness. I have no plans to shoot hungry people that may show up at my little homestead. I do plan to feed them and share the food that I have as I give them the gospel and tell them that Jesus loves them. And the victory is not political. The victory is not even agriculture. The victory is in Jesus and his soon return. I will let them know that everything is unfolding in the news was prophesied and get ye ready for Jesus to return. Ask him into your heart, commit your life to him. I am so ready for his return. And I think you are too. I think that's why you're listening to this podcast. But until then, I choose to be as self-reliant as possible concerning food. Nothing is healthier, nothing is tastier than your own homegrown organic produce. And I find canning, food preservation of all sorts to be a whole lot of fun. It's made a lot of great memories with my kids, with my grandkids. So I do not do this podcast to totally freak you out, but to awaken you to the satanic matrix that has developed all around us. Backstage, he has gained control of much of the U.S. government, the mainstream media. He's locked down on them, controls most of our education. COVID has tightened Satan's grip in the medical world like never before. Mandates have limited travels. He now is gaining more and more control over our food, over our meat, over our seeds. Almost, almost got it all now under central control, which is his plan. My farmer friend Wes says a, the greatest concern that he has at the moment is the vast buying up of small farms by Bill Gates and even worse, the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> the mainstream media is not going to tell you this. He finds it chilling that much of the U.S. agricultural acreage is now owned and controlled by the CCP. Bill Gates is putting his vast monies into vaccines and taking productive American farmlands off the production line. 
all of which fits with his stated goals of depopulating the planet. You know, save the planet from the people. No matter where you look, it's centralization of control. It's global governance. It's the same old George Soros, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, and their team of globalists. I do not believe Gates to be the Antichrist, but I think he'd enjoy a nice uh, lunch outing with the Antichrist if he had the opportunity. I think they're both of their father, the devil. Satan seeks control. He pushes towards globalism. He's nearing his goal of national conquest. It's all unfolding as our Lord told us that it would. Oh my goodness. It's getting close and I'm so ready for Christ's return. And I think you are too. I think that's why we listen to podcasts like this. We search the scriptures to see if these things be so. And we don't like what we're saying, but we're expecting it. Jesus said to watch out for it. And it's here. Watching it unfold just kind of comforts me. Jesus knew exactly what he was talking about. And here we are watching it unfold on our watch. He said, when you begin to see all these things come to pass, look up. He's coming soon. So thanks for joining me again today. We'll continue this series next week as we look into the devil's matrix and his gaining control on every issue of our lives. But he'll be losing soon. Jesus will be king. Bye-bye for now.